What's up, everybody? It's the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. Happy Friday. Um, we got Thatcher, John, and Daniel. We're all here together. Charlie is still with his wife at the, at the vet ER. Don't forget, we record these episodes back-to-back on a Wednesday night, so um, they haven't been there for like He has not days, been there a very long time. Yeah, it three is. Three days. <laughs> how's everybody doing? How's, uh, how's morale? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's fine. It's feeling a little bit better now that everyone justified my sushi pick. Um, no, this is not all of y'all nixed that. No. I literally just posted a poll onto Twitter uh, to see you know if, if what our listeners think. Yeah, I'm get on that poll right now just to vote for sure. that. and show that John is wrong because he so is I, the most I stubborn guy I've never you'll ever meet. Been wrong. In see my what I mean, life. people? Listen to this. Say that again, John. I have never been wrong. I can't wait for the people life. to tell you that you're wrong. I'm you are not. not a man of the people. <laughs> you are not a man of the people. Can I you confirm am that? a people's people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll say that. <laughs> All right, I, like I will that. say it. <laughs> yeah, in your defense, I texted my sister and she was like, yeah, sushi is an appetizer, True. but um, it's usually a meal is what she said. My mm. wife agrees with me. Friend so. of the show, Tyler Volk said anything can be an appetizer. So I guess that's like fifty percent for you. So Tyler, you're right, but you're not helping however, the argument. So, however, what Thatch? John, you can say Friends is a lot like is exactly like The Office. There, no, that's you said that. Remember that? And you and Charlie told me that, and I was like, no, they're not. They're completely different. I wish that whoever is listening to what? this right now could also see <laughs> our facial reactions when Thatcher brings things up that are completely unfamiliar. Well, John said, John said he's always right. And I was like, no, I am. No, you're not. That's just, there's just one example right there. That's so when you wrong. get up on the polls, you can't compare that to like what happens in real life. Like that's, Daniel, you were there. <laughs> your yeah, following is not is a realistic representation of society. <laughs> on the wrong finger after he hurt his finger. That is what we're taking information from with Thatch. Maybe I was a little late on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into it. Yeah, we are going to bring you something new and fun this episode. We're going we're gonna to try at least a couple times during the season after at least six weeks has passed to, to bring you our power rankings and an average of the five of us. Uh, and so we, we did some math and we worked that out. So we have some power rankings for y'all. Uh, we're going to talk start sets, weekly pick them, uh, and, uh, and then we're going to talk ups, upsets, and then we're going to get out of here. So um, we've got a, a quick show for y'all. We're ready to go. Okay, let's get into the meat, and let's talk about some of our power rankings. Now, all, all four of us, Charlie uh, obviously has been busy with his little baby puppy, so um, he was not able to get his power rankings in. But the four of us were able to throw together, um, you know, our ranking of one through 32 Okay, and we ranked all the teams on uh, on talent and you know how good we think they are, and uh, and we came up with some averages. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to tell everybody um, what the average ranking was of all of the diff in order of you know what we came to, and then we're going to discuss some of the biggest discrepancies between our picks. Okay, so here we go. Number one, uh, we have the Steelers. This may come as a shock to everybody. Um, it's funny because on our actual rankings, none of us ranked the Steelers first. We all no. ranked the Steelers second, but the way that the averages worked out is the Steelers um, are the, the highest. highest number. So the Steelers and then the Seahawks are at uh, number two. Then we've got the Chiefs. Then we have the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Saints, the Bears, the Cardinals, Rams, Raiders, Colts, Browns, Panthers, Dolphins, Patriots, 49ers, Chargers, Dolphins, Broncos, Texans, Cowboys, Falcons, Vikings, Eagles, Bengals, Jaguars, uh, the Giants, the Washington football team, and then the New York Jets. So, man, that's a mouthful. That's a lot of teams. I will say the one thing that I saw is that um, – I don't know who's bringing the average up. It looks like Thatcher is bringing the average up. But I was surprised to see that we have the Packers at seven above the Buccaneers at eight, who just got their butts spanked in this most recent matchup. Thatcher, yeah. can you defend your take on why the Packers right. are that much better than the Buccaneers, who you Here have – I don't even see them listed on your rankings. I think down at uh, – The Buccaneers. Who? 
the, Which where was, do you have the Buccaneers ranked? I have the Bucks. Technically, I had them here. Technically, where they the were 20th at, spot is because yeah, kind of forgot that they're a you know relevant football team. Well, that's my mistake. <laughs> Dude, I could have sworn. We'll have that fixed by the next time we do that. So we'll yep. we'll see. You know, that we'll have to answer. remember who who actually plays in the. I I Thank put you, it John. all together really fast, that. so there's going to be some human human error. Big well, brain. But anyway, right. I just want to touch. Like I saw the pack the Packers and Buccaneers game. And I just think that like Aaron Rodgers had a bad game. I think it was just a bad game overall. Like I think if they. If they play that game again, I mean, the Packers would play much, much better. I mean, I, I just think that there's just definitely – it just wasn't their game. I mean, everybody has bad games. So, that's kind of why I just put the rankings like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because – I mean, the Bucks got beat by the Bears. But would you think the Bears and the Packers, like, who would win that game? I think the Packers would definitely win. Yeah, definitely. I so, mean, I, I think the one thing that I do want to call out yeah, throw something out there. Um, is that Charlie did kind of call that. He said this is the first time they're going to be playing a good team. Yeah. Their first game, they played the Vikings, then the Lions, the Saints, Falcons, and then they had a bye. Mm-hmm. So Charlie last week said Aaron Rodgers was hyped, or is it two weeks ago? But he said previously that Aaron Rodgers was hyped up. He was coming out making these big claims, but look who they've played. And I think – I mean, this was the first good team they've played, and yeah. they got destroyed. I know they've had injury issues, and I know um, Aaron Rodgers is getting older, but they got destroyed. Nothing looked yeah. good for them. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I think that it's the Buccaneers' defense was the problem. I think that they have the offense to be able to keep up in a shootout, but the Buccaneers' defense is no joke. So, uh, But, yeah, definitely, I definitely agree with Charlie on that take um let's see here Are, what what's the next the biggest discrepancy we have uh what's well, not here. a huge discrepancy but with the seahawks where we're seeing them kind of we all have them in the top four daniel right. and thatch put them both as first i have them as third and carson had them as fourth why i know two of y'all have them as number one why why do y'all have them as number one I think they have the hottest offense in the NFL right now. However, their defense is definitely lacking. So I think, you know, that's an area where they could, it could lose them some games, but I think right now they are just playing phenomenal. And so I've got the number one, again, this, this could probably be modified at some point down the season right now. I think they're the hottest team in football. Yeah, I could agree with that, Daniel. I mean, this, the same goes for me. I mean, the best player they have on their defense is Jamal Adams. They spent a ton of money on him um but i mean they they got time to figure it out so but again never underestimate russell he's the best quarterback on the team and with the best quarterback on the team i mean sorry he's the best quarterback in the league in my opinion (laughs) all right it's late at night i need my coffee Anyway, he is Hopefully the best quarterback the best on the team. team. Yes, but I mean, got some ace up their sleeve that they're just waiting. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, with the best quarterback on that team, he uh, he's gonna lead the team to some pretty far, some pretty. Yeah. Are you good over there? Are you ha- are you like? <laughs> right, are you I having a Sean? I think I was just rambling in my head. I'm, what what I meant to say was he's gonna lead the team pretty far. So that's what Correct. that's period. That's it. <laughs> I was gonna say he's gonna make some good there. <laughs> gonna leave. Just stop. straight. Stop like, while you're ahead. You were doing yeah. so good. You were doing so good. Okay, let me Woo! let me explain mine because Look we have two people. Titans. Yeah, we have two that. people that are number one. The reason I have them at four, I have the Chiefs, then the Steelers, then the Titans, and then the Seahawks. The reason I have the Seahawks at four is because they're not a well-rounded team. They do have the best offense in football right now. I think that's fair. Um, because I they're led by the best quarterback on their team, Russell mm. Wilson. In my opinion, I agree with Ash, the best quarterback in the league. I mean, hey, and quite, in, in my opinion, quite possibly the best quarterback, the best quarterback, quarterback of all time. Now, I know Whoa. that that's kind of a, a stretch to say, and we can argue that uh, in the offseason. But uh, their defense has a lot has left a lot to be desired. Um, sure. I think that if they get into a shootout with a team that has a defense, like maybe the Chiefs or um, maybe even the Buccaneers, I think that they just need a defense that can slow them down just a couple drives you can't expect to stop Russell Wilson every single time, maybe not even 50% of the time. 
But if you can keep up with them on offense, then the team with the better defense wins. And unfortunately, the Seahawks are not the better the, – they're not going to be the better defense in most of their matchups uh, with some of these good high-caliber teams like the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Titans, which is why I put them at number four. Um, okay. Sure. Let's see here. Let's, let's talk about the Raiders. Uh, it looks like there's a, a lot of uh, differentiation in where we have the Raiders. Daniel at 10. I have them at 18. John at 14. And – uh, and uh, Thatcher at nine. So uh, Daniel and Thatcher, I want to hear y'all's take, and then I guess I'll kind of explain mine. Yeah, I mean, I just I think this team is has outperformed expectations, and they've had some pretty big wins and been in games that I think maybe teams didn't expect them to be in. So um, you know, looking at Week One, a shootout with the Panthers. Panthers escape with that one. Week two, they come out and surprise the Saints. And now everybody's, you know, they're at least on everybody's radar as a team that maybe could come out and, and do pretty well. Lose to the Patriots week three, lose to the Bills, but then they beat the Chiefs. And so I just, I think this is a team that is is kind of being slept on a little bit. I think there's a lot of potential. They're, they're still kind of figuring themselves out, but I think they have some pretty strong pieces in place. Uh, and I think this team is is right now being undervalued. So maybe they're a little bit high on my list, but I, I think I may be making an adjustment for the fact that people I think are, are sleeping on them a little bit too much. Yeah, that's a totally fair argument. They've beaten some great teams. Yeah. Yep, for sure. I mean, yeah, like right off the bat, like Dak Carr, he just said like he's being under undervalued and all that. And so he had a ship on his shoulder. I think he's, he's proven himself. So off of what Daniel said, I agree. Okay, I guess I have to defend myself a little bit here. And after hearing y'all just remind me of how much the league has been sleeping on the Raiders, maybe this is too low for me, but it's just also hard for me to bump them up with some of these other teams because yeah. I don't know if they would beat the Saints again, especially now that they're adding Michael Thomas back. Uh, and especially since, you know, Sean Payton was able to prove after they, be, after they lost to the Packers that they could bounce back and change their offense up a little bit. And Drew Brees was able to pass the ball downfield. Um, the Bears just have a good defense, and Derek Carr is, uh, you know, I don't think he is an above-average quarterback. I think that he's good enough, but, um, you know, when it comes to being pressured, usually uh, the cream rise to the top, and he is not the cream of the crop. Uh, uh, when it comes to even a team like the Dolphins, I have the Dolphins at 16 above the Raiders. Um, now, this was with the intention of me thinking, okay, this is how they performed so far. I don't know if the Dolphins are going to be better with Tua, at least at first. But, uh, man, the Dolphins have just been a very surprising football team. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I could move the, the Raiders higher than 14 on my list. What about the Panthers and Patriots? You have them kind of high. You don't think the Raiders would beat the Patriots or the Panthers? I, I think that the Raiders have a shot to maybe beat the Patriots, but um, this just kind of comes down to a Bill Belichick thing. Maybe I have the Patriots too high because I value Bill Belichick so much to be able to just manufacture wins from thin air. Um, but then in regards to the Panthers, uh, you know, John talked about it on the last episode where the Panthers, you know, gave up like 34 points, then 31, and then like 16, 16, and 21. So I don't know if those are exact numbers, but what that shows is progress. They're a young defense who's making progress, getting better. And uh, if I remember correctly, the Raiders were one of their first two games. So Yeah, so I was wrong. The Raiders actually beat the Panthers week one. Right, so. right. So I would love to see them play each other again. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen. We wouldn't see it. Uh, until a Super Bowl, which is clearly not going to happen with those two teams. But um, I think that the Panthers would absolutely come and come into Las Vegas and beat the Raiders. All righty, let's see here. Let's let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the Rams. Okay, Daniel, you have them down to fourteen. I have them all the way up at eight. John agrees with me up at nine. Thatcher, you're also at fourteen. So it kind of feels like it's me and John versus. Daniel and Thatcher. Uh, John, I, don't know if I like the fact that I'm with Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. John, why don't you take this one? You start, and then uh, either Thatcher or Daniel. I mean, the the Rams have been looking complete this year. I don't know if it's the fact that they're running committee back. I don't know if it's just a revitalized team. Um, I know their defense with Aaron is incredible. Um. But they're looking really good this year. I think I, – I mean, I know that they just lost to the 49ers. Um, I know that that just happened. But they beat the Cowboys. 
um, who have a horrible defense, but that was a good win. They've got a good offense. They beat the Eagles handily, which they should, and they did. They went in, won that game by a ton, almost 20 points, um, and they deserved that one. They lost to the Bills week three when the Bills, everyone thought they were untouchable, but they lost that game 32-35. to They put up a heck of a game against that one handily against both the Washington football team and the Giants, as expected, and then they lost to the 49ers. I think the 49ers game is a fluke. You can't win them all. That's the game. Fine, we'll, we'll kind of let that one roll. But the Buffalo Bills game is huge proof that they're a great team. And then everyone else, they've kind of just come in, cleaned up business, gotten everything done. I think they're looking like a really complete team right now. Yeah, I think that – I mean, I think you said it right there. Daniel Thatcher, what do, why do you all have Here's my take. Lower? So, they lost to the Bills. And it, for most of that game, they were down. It actually wasn't a very good game. They came in back and made it a game. Right, And then they lost to the 49ers. So looking at the other wins, those teams are not really all that impressive as a group. Um, so I, at this point, I just have them kind of as a middle spot and slightly above that because I'm still kind of waiting for them to prove themselves with a win against a competent team. So I think they do have a pretty talented team. I think they'll probably get there. And I, So I, I expect that over the next couple of weeks, they're going to get bumped up. I just haven't seen it yet. I'm not, I'm not jumping on the train yet. I wanted to see it proved first. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at there. Honestly, I think that's a really fair take. Thatcher, yeah. it looked like you had you were going to add something. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I believe in Sean McVay. I just don't believe in Gary Goff. I mean, that's kind of just to sum it up. I'm kind of waiting, like with Daniel. Yeah. So, yeah Thatcher, honestly, it, it just feels like the Rams are doing absolutely everything in their power to hide Jared Goff's weaknesses, which are abundant. So – yeah. And they're doing a great job of it so far because they're winning games. And, uh, you know, John and I are uh, have them ranked high. So uh, they are, like, leading the league in play action. So uh, they're, like, in top two, I think. So it's they're, – they're really up there. I mean, they're doing everything they can to give Jared Goff as much time in the pocket to make the correct read. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a chance that John and I are a little high on the Rams. But as of right now, like John said, I think they're a complete football team. So, okay, um, let's see here. Uh, unless there's, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our bottom couple teams really quickly, uh, or after we talk about this, just to kind of wrap it up uh, and then move on to our stars and sits. But let's talk about the Colts. Um, this is just gonna be me versus the world because the three of y'all have them at twelve. I have them. I dragged the uh, the rating down a little bit because I have them all the way down at seventeen. So I guess I need to explain myself. Uh, yes. The reason I have them explain so yourself. low. <sighs> is just because I think that they are the most bland, boring team in the NFL right now. And they're one of them. And it's because, yes, their defense is doing good. Um, Their offense is doing good enough. But that's the problem is when you look at a team like, let's say the Texans, for, for instance, their offense, they're missing DeAndre Hopkins, but Wow, Deshaun Watson is like Davos when he said he kind of he kind of can take over and you know he can take a team like the Titans who we have in the top four to overtime. You know we we all have the the Texans down below the twentieth, but you know below ranking number twenty it looks like, and I have them. You know uh, I have them at twenty one, and Daniel has them as low as twenty six. So you know the Texans are not a very good team, but they look great. You know sometimes on one side of the ball, the Colts are led by Phillip Rivers, who I don't even know if he can throw the ball five yards down the field anymore. Um, it seems like everything is a dump off, and he's letting everybody else do the work. Jonathan Taylor has just been very subpar, to be quite honest, uh, running the football. T.Y. Hilton is – I don't even know if he still plays football anymore. Um, a lot of other people are not healthy. Paris Campbell is not healthy. Um, and, you know – they just have, they're spreading the ball around to everybody, which is good in real life NFL, I guess, but uh, they just haven't really sparked. And then their defense is, I mean, yeah, it's been doing well, but I just feel like they haven't played some fantastic teams yet. And so I just think that when they play a team that is, you know, really good on one of those sides of the ball that they're going to be beaten. And it's, it's what not about, pretty. what about a team like the bears? I was about to bring that up. Yeah. I think that would be a great yeah. matchup. And I think I have them back to back. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't. I have the Bears all the way up at 15, uh, and I have – well, all the way up. Okay, I have them separated by one team. Uh, I think the Bears are a little bit better because I think that their offense is similar. Honestly, I think the Bears' offense might be a little bit better with Allen Robinson, um, and uh, the Bears' defense is 
better, in my opinion, well, than the Colts. they beat the Bears. Yeah, I was going to say, they're the only team so, that beat the Bears. And the Bears are they're the only team that beat the Bears. You know what? That's not something that I took into account. I didn't even know that they played yet. I hadn't, I hadn't really looked at that. They beat the Bears 19 yeah. to 11. When, the what Bears. week was this? Four. That was, yeah. Was, so this was after, this was when Nick Foles was the starter. That was his first game, I okay. believe, this well, then, Foles started. You know what? Man, maybe I'm, maybe I'm sleeping on the Colts. You're sleeping on the Colts. I need to go. I think it's hard. I think when you think about the Colts, you think about them being a lower team, and then you look at you know what they have, and you kind of have to put them a little bit higher. They're boring for sure, but they have the pieces to contend. In fact, I think the only thing holding them back really is quarterback play. Yeah, Uh, I do think Jonathan Taylor needs to do better. ESPN hasn't ranked them twelve too. Yeah, I mean their defense is solid. They do have one of the best lines still, so the running game should be better than it is. And if any of the receivers would just stand out and play, then, you know, and then the quarterback was stepped up as well. I think they would be a much better team. So they have pieces, but they, yeah. I think injuries kind of got a hold of them. Around, um, so. I think they have potential to be a lot better. But I think I think just with the injuries that they yeah. just kind of are where they are. Yeah. Well, I definitely need to, well then, yeah, I need to be held accountable because it sounds like I have the Colts a little too low. So, all right, let's, let's briefly talk about our bottom few rankings. It's very interesting to note that uh, everybody except for John ha- pretty much agrees that the, what is it? The NFC East is the worst division in football right now. <laughs> oh, definitely. John definitely. has the Cowboys the highest at the, at 20. Uh, Daniel has them at 23 uh, Thatcher at 26 and I have them down at 29 and it's, it's pretty pathetic because um, you know, uh, the Giants and Washington, we all have in the bottom three or four. Uh, and then the Eagles are a little bit higher for a few of us, but they're just not a good division right now. We all have the Jets at number 32. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just it's just very obvious. When you get down to these bottom feeding teams, it's just not a good look. No, they're all kind of sitting about the same. I mean, you've got the Cowboys a little bit lower than everyone else, but – I mean, starting at like 27 and down, we all have about the same teams. How high do y'all put the Cowboys if Dak Prescott is back? Ooh. Uh, well, that would change their last win, but I honestly would still kind of leave them where they are. I think they are. Well, you have them high. You have them at 20. That's probably close to where I would put them. Yeah, I think That's... if Dak back, I'd put them probably 19-ish, 18, somewhere I... there. They're they're all worse Seahawks. They're a high firing offense that is doing nothing on defense except for their offense is just not as clicking as well. I mean, the, both teams are putting up massive amount of points. It's just the Seahawks are closing games and the Cowboys aren't. Yeah, that's yeah. that's about all there is to it. That's it's totally just the fair. One team knows how to close a game. That's totally fair. That's a great way to put it. I mean, the Seahawks and the Cowboys are a very, very similarly built team with a very high powered offense and not a very good defense, except. One team is really getting it done and the other isn't. Uh, so that's kind of a testament maybe to – is that a testament to Dak Prescott maybe? Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you look at the coaching staff, that's kind of – we've seen a new coach step in and it seems like we're still having the same issues. So, you know, it's – I think there's a little bit of evaluating that needs to take place. Yeah, I mean, not right. that's sort of big on Dak anyways. So, Yeah, I think that if, if Dak Prescott was the quarterback for the rest of the year – I would put the lowest I could put them, I think would be 23 or 24. And the highest I could see myself putting them would be in maybe 16. I would want to see how many more games they lose because their offense has potential. How many, dude? How many wins wins this division? I think losing record. Oh, it's definitely. I think that, I think that ESPN (laughs) projected that the Eagles would win the division at like five nine and one. Oh my god that yep. that seems pretty realistic it's, i said three is a track. joke but yeah. it honestly could be three to five it's going to be sub eight it's going to be a sub five hundred percent it's going to be sub i i do not go higher than six you know the funny thing too is it's probably going to be the wins they have or just going to be against the other teams in their divisions yeah <laughs> you're probably right just a joke that makes me sad for that division because just a few years ago they were Man, they were actually relevant. There's nothing to even look forward to in that division. That's the worst part. There's not even anything to look forward to. That's fair. Washington has a little bit. 
I would I mean, say that Cowboys the Eagles have offense. I think that I'm a little excited as the year goes on. Hopefully the Eagles can get healthy and then we can yeah. see how much better they are with like a full healthy roster. That's the only thing I have to look but forward to and maybe Antonio Gibson. Last week they said we all kind of agreed in some way or form that the Eagles need to just reset. So that again, that goes back to they have nothing to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Washington right. is the only one. Yeah, I really hope that Antonio Gibson can turn it around and Ron Rivera fixes his head and says that, huh, Antonio Gibson is the best running back on this team. Okay. Um, like I said, we're going to try and, and bring that back sometime around NFL week 12 to 15, somewhere in there, uh, and we'll talk about it um, You know, probably around week 12 or 13, and then we might bring it back to you all one more time before playoffs start just to kind of see you know, if things change. Um, so so y'all – You'll keep an eye out for that. Okay, let's get into starts and sits. Daniel, you're up. Who's your start? Yeah, I've been trying to focus on, you know, the tight end position. I think this is a tough position. I feel like somebody's got to take it on. So Definitely tough. I've got two starts for us at tight end that I think are both pretty Ooh. valid. We've got Austin Hooper for the Browns, who's playing at Cincinnati. Oh. And then TJ Hawkinson at Atlanta. So mm-hmm. both of these teams – kind of more offensive minded, not good on the defensive end. So I think both of these tight ends should have an opportunity to, to be involved in the offenses. And, and I think they should be more high scoring, especially on the Atlanta side game. Um, Austin Hooper hasn't really gotten a whole lot of red zone looks, but he's been getting targets. And I think he's getting like averaging around seven targets for the past three games, which as a tight end is, is phenomenal. So I think you hope that he gets a few yards out of those. I think his catch rate is pretty solid. So if he continues with the target share, he'll be valid. That was the concern going into these, this really this year with the Browns is, is he going to get a about enough target share to make him relevant? And he seems to be a part of the offense. They can't force feed OBJ. Uh, teams will take notice of that. Jarvis Landry has a couple games here and there. They need to have other options, and he's stepping up as one of them. Uh, TJ Hawkinson hasn't really been a huge target, but he's a red zone favorite. And so this is kind of just like Atlanta. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I think TJ Hawkinson probably gets an end zone look. I think he's likely to, to make the play there. And so I think – he'll stay relevant because of the touchdown. So it's kind of a touchdown dependent play, but I think his likelihood of scoring is high enough that you can play him. Yeah. yeah. I, like it. I, I love that. I'm actually facing the decision right now between in, uh, in an ESPN league that I'm doing with some older guys from ACU. Uh, I'm, I'm facing, do I, do I start TJ Hawkinson or Noah Fant? Noah Fant. Noah Fant. Baby. If, if Fant is heavy, like uh, if he's a healthy, excuse me, like fully healthy, then I think you probably should lean that direction. But I don't know. I mean, it does kind of – it's kind of concerning. That offense is – there's a lot of lot of different people that they're trying to feed. He seems to be a favorite, but is he fully healthy? I don't know if that's probably the biggest question there. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm right there with you. Okay, Thatcher, tell us about your start. All right, I'm starting Mike Williams against the Jacksonville Jaguar defense, baby. So coming off, they're coming off of bye week, and I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. So, mm. I mean, that's really all I got to say about that. Other than, like, um, I think week five against the Saints, Mike Williams, he, he caught five of eight targets for 109 yards and two touchdowns on Monday night's. Three to 27 overtime loss to the Saints. So, I mean, I think he's going to put those numbers up again against Jacksonville. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. So, cool. Yeah. I mean, I think that if I remember correctly, Mike Williams was targeted very heavily in, in Justin Herbert's first game. So, this is the matchup to do it. He's like one of the quietest people to put up a thousand yards. Like, he oh, yeah, for sure. doesn't make himself very fantasy relevant <laughs> on a consistent basis. But I think last year he had like a thousand. Like yeah, I think he did have a thousand. Yeah, thousand and one squeaked over that thousand mark. That's and right. Yeah, he tripped at one point. Well. Only had two touchdowns, but it's like this guy. He he just finds a way to to make plays. And with yeah, if Keenan Allen's out, then that's probably a smart. Yeah, play. Keenan Allen's like questionable too, but I think he practiced today. So we'll yeah. see. Wednesday is always a weird practice day because some people say some people don't yeah, say it. Very so. limited. Wednesdays are always weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John, tell us about your start. Um, I'm starting DeAndre Swift. And I believe 
this past week. Um, while it wasn't a changing of the guard, Adrian Peterson saw um, 16 touches and Swift saw uh, 17, so it was only a one-touch difference. Um, but Swift made the most of his. He had, I mean, he had three for four with his receptions. Um, 14, uh, this is saying 14, but the thing I'm seeing is 17. Oh, 17 with the three. But it's 14 carries for 116 yards, two touchdowns, then three receptions for seven yards. So he's getting involved in the passing game. It wasn't for a ton of yards, but three receptions for three out of four. This huge. That means he's getting involved. And in a PPR league, that's three automatic points. Um, and then there's 14 carries for 116 yards. It's huge. Peterson only had 16 touches for 58 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, they, they both had touchdowns. Um, Swift had two. AP had one. But AP wasn't doing anything with his yardage where Swift was. I think this is finally going to be Swift's moment to take over. They're playing the Falcons, which whether that's close or not, um, they're going to get the running backs involved. If they go up big on the Falcons because of the Falcons' horrible defense, then they're going to be running the ball. If not, they're going to get him involved with the passing game, and he had a fantastic game on the ground. So I'm seeing Swift. This is finally going to be his moment where they start giving him the ball. Carry-on's not around, um, and AP is – he's still getting his touches, but he's not doing anything with them. So I'm high on Swift. Yeah, I don't mind I it. I think I that maybe it's time for Swift to take over. So we'll see how Please. that goes. <clears throat> okay. Running back, getting over 100 rushing yards, that's the dream in the Lions. <laughs> that's a dream for my fantasy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm starting Chase Edmonds at Seattle. Now, you may be thinking, and I need you to hear me out, Seattle has not, very, has not been a great matchup for running backs, but this is why. It's because Seattle's always up and you don't have time to run the football but you're in luck because Chase Edmonds is not really running the football. At the beginning of the year, I talked about Chase Edmonds being one of my favorite sleepers to add to one of your last spots on your roster in fantasy football. And I thought it was because Kenyon Drake was going to be, you know, uh, not very healthy. Uh, I didn't think that he wasn't going to be inefficient like he has been, but nonetheless, they're still not really getting Chase Edmonds involved on the ground. I don't think he's had double digit carries yet. I don't even know if he's had above six carries yet in the season. I don't think so. But he's not really doing it on the ground, and that's okay because he's getting, you know, like eight targets a week when it comes to receptions, okay? Uh, and so that's what they're going to have to do against Seattle. The Cardinals are a good football team, but Seattle is better, and we all agree. And so they're going to have to play catch-up. And Kyler Murray likes to throw the ball to Chase Edmonds. For some reason, he doesn't like to throw it to Kenyon Drake. Are they and we've lining seen him up out wide, or is he just catching screens? I, you I know what? I'm not totally seen. sure. I haven't I haven't watched a lot of Cardinals games yet this year, but uh, I feel uh, like it's just screens. They're not running him out wide. He just likes to dump it. Whatever the case, he's getting receptions, and in a PPR league, Chase that's Edmonds huge. is a guy that you can start, especially in a matchup that's going to be favorable for pass catchers. Uh, and so I think that you can maybe flex Chase Edmonds, and he's shown it the last couple of weeks that he can get it done. So um, I started him, uh, you know, two weeks ago when he got 20 points. Uh, and so I was happy with that and anybody would be. So I think that you can start Chase Edmonds. Um, let's do sits. And I am going to jump to the front of the line. I know that Daniel, you're first, but I just kind of want to keep the Arizona Cardinals train going and say that even though I'm starting Chase Edmonds, I am pumping the brakes and sitting Kenyon Drake because of what I just said, Seattle is not going to allow opposing teams to run the football purely because they won't have the time to do it. If you're too busy running the football against the Seattle Seahawks, then all you're doing is running off the clock and you're not going to have time to make up the two touchdown deficit that you're behind on Russell Wilson. You just won't. I mean, he's not throwing the ball to Kenyon Drake. And when he does, just like in this last matchup against the Cowboys, the ball bounced right off of his chest. So I don't know what happened to, to Kenyon Drake. He's just yeah. not able to catch the football this year for some reason. Uh, and so all God. he's doing is running the football. And he's only had one game where he's been efficient. And it was last week uh, before his like 69-yard touchdown run. He still had 95 yards on like 16 or on like 19 carries. And so he was relatively efficient. But um, that, one, that one run towards the end of the game really, really boosted his efficiency. But don't forget, yeah. throughout the season, Kenyon Drake has not been very good. He's been quite the disappointment, and I don't know if Arizona is going to have him back next year because he is on a one-year franchise deal, franchise tag deal. 
So mm-hmm. I am pumping the brakes and I am sitting Kenyon Drake's the, in my opinion, the only way he's any good this week is if he somehow gets lucky and falls into the end zone. But I, even then, I don't think you can expect more than 14 or 15 points I mean, because I don't think he's going to have a break. high yardage total. It doesn't happen often, but I mean, if he has handed one and he has done it in the past and it has a huge run for the problem is you can't predict those touchdown. kinds of things. What you, you can't can predict, predict is production. It. You you can't predict it, but I could I if it's gonna happen against a team, it may happen here with a team that's not as good at, on defense. I will be uh, surprised if he has over fourteen or fifteen carries and averages yeah, over four four to five yards a carry. I think that uh, his his yeah. carry total is gonna be in the mid that's, to low teens, maybe two or maybe two or three targets if he's lucky. And um, you know, let's just hope that Kyler Murray falls short on like the one or two yard line and they can punch it in. I mean, yeah. No, I think your call of Chase Edmonds over Kenyon is a good call. But uh, I, I'm expecting Chase Edmonds to have at least as many points, if not more, than Kenyon Drake this week. Daniel, who's mm. your sit? Yeah, I'm actually going to sit Hayden Hurst, who, I mean, he's been kind of a question mark this year. Um, you know, every, he kind of came in and everybody was really high on him. I know a lot of people bid crazy money on him to, to draft him off the waiver wire coming mm-hmm. into Atlanta in a high-powered offense, but he just hasn't really gotten the looks. Uh, less than five targets in four straight games. That's not really ideal as a tight end. I mean, a lot of them tend to be kind of touchdown dependent, but you hope that you can get some kind of target share to establish some consistency, um, and he's not really getting that. And now Julio is back, and Julio was back, like back, mm-hmm. back. Like he was yeah. the number one target, clear wide receiver one. Uh, which I think makes it good first kind of an afterthought. Exactly. It wasn't just like – It wasn't just force-feeding him the ball. It he, was, he it was a good game. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just kind of this weirdly wild stat that I saw that the Lions, for some reason, are like the second fewest points – allowing the second fewest points to tight ends this season. So that's like kind of a bizarre stat that's something. probably not relevant at all. It's probably just more coincidence. But I think more along the lines of the fact that Hayden Hurts has other targets that are going to get more looks – um, and has not been seen as a consistent option for Matt Ryan, I think you can sit him this week. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, Thatch, um, this looks like it's a low-hanging fruit, but low-hanging yeah, fruit is still was, fruit nonetheless. Yeah, I Give was going to gonna say, it's not a very aggressive pick, but after what I saw what the Bucks did to um, – who did they play? Aaron oh, Rodgers. Yeah. yeah, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> After what I saw that, I was like, wow, the Bucks defense is definitely – I am definitely underrated, underestimated them. So, But, uh, I mean, Derek Carr, he's been kind of a consistent quarterback for fantasy. I mean, he looked phenomenal uh, against the Chiefs in week five. He threw uh, three touchdowns for uh, 300 yards. And so, like, he's been pretty consistent. But don't let that fool you. I just wanted to say that I don't think he's going to do – very good against Tampa, especially after they shut down Aaron Rodgers. So. Yeah, I mean, Thatcher's right. He had, you know, 14 and then 22 and then 15 and then 20 and then 25 points. So um, he's, he's been he's better. Slope, but yeah. He's been better than, uh, you know, more than average. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he has been a fantasy startable guy, but not this week. So I like, I like the call. For sure. All right, John, wrap up with our sits. Uh, I'm picking Juju. Mm, I think. This breaks my heart. I know it breaks my heart as well. And I think Juju has been doing great in real life football um, for the NFL. He does fantastic things for the Steelers. And this year, I think he's doing more than receptions. I think he's pulling coverage, which has been fantastic for Chase Claypool. It's been amazing for James Washington. Um, Deontay Johnson is also back. He was practicing today. He's supposed to come back and play this week against the Titans. That means they're going to have their full receivers. They also have Rory McLeod, um, who steps in every once in a while. He's their kick returner. And so I think Juju will be, once again, pulling defenses. If they leave him one-on-one matchups, um, he will be getting his points, which you saw in weeks one through three with that 24, the 11, and that 16. Um but then after we had that break week four, he's only gotten a six and a two. And I think that's just because uh, they decided to start covering him. I think mm-hmm. people remembered that Juju is good if you leave him those one-on-one matchups. Now he's pulling safeties. Now he's pulling double coverages. Um, so that's why Chase Claypool is playing out of his mind. Everyone I'm seeing is saying start Chase Claypool. 
And there's a reason why you're starting him over Juju is because Juju's pulling the coverages. And that's not to say anything against Chase. It's to say that Juju's helping him out by pulling those coverages, which means he's not getting the looks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting Juju. I want to see how a week goes through with Deontay back. I want to see how much he's involved. But I just think um, with a solid Titans defense, I'm not playing Juju this week. Yeah, and the Steelers' offense has so many weapons. It's, it's crazy. So, yeah, they're, our they're running scary. game has been playing really well now too. So it's not like we're even yeah. just we're not just having to throw the ball. We can run it as well. So oh yeah, James Conner's been really efficient, and they don't have to just like rely on him to be the absolute guy like they have Benny Snell. They've got McFarland. So like I think so that's been a benefit is that they don't have to force James Conner to step in and, and carry mm-hmm. the ball every time. He can get some breaks, and he's been really efficient this year. He's done really well. Yeah. yeah. But all this is why we kind of ranked the Steelers so high. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's why. Those are <laughs> the basically, we all put so. them at second. Is they're really for all those teams that we said were just one sided one way or the other. The Steelers have a really efficient offense and a fantastic defense. So the Steel Curtain is back, baby. True. They're back last year. Back this year. All right. Well, let's get into our highlighted matchups of the week. Thatcher, you are going to be talking about the Buccaneers after Raiders. What do you got for us? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. I'm not sure really who's going to win. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say the Bucs. I think Tom Brady's kind of on a hot streak. I think he's finally got his rhythm. I saw him finally pass the Gronk on the, uh, the Monday night game, and I just want to see – what the Raiders will do against the, the Bucks defense. I'm kind of excited against that matchup. So Yeah, I mean it helps when you're Tom and you don't throw a pick six. Like that's that's a you know, it helps out your team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think this will be a really exciting game. I think this is going to be kind of a prove it game for the for the Raiders. I know that there are a lot of people out mm-hmm. there that are thinking like me and like, ah, it's just the Raiders. Maybe it was just a fluke. Well, this is gonna be the be the week to prove it. You've beaten the Chiefs, you've beaten some good football teams. Can you beat the Bucks? Can you beat Tom Brady? So um I'm I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to see if I'm really are, sleeping on the on Are the, the Bucks or not. coming out healthy this week? Uh we yes. Know? It sounds like that they are going to be healthy. Chris Everything Godwin, that I was seeing is saying that they were, but I didn't know how true that that would actually be. Yeah, I think I think that the Bucks are 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 relatively healthy, so it should uh should be good. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I you know, I'm interested to see how Josh Jacobs does. I'm going to be starting him this week in our dynasty league and I need another win. So uh I like it. I like it. Daniel, tell us about your matchup, man. Yeah, Bears-Rams. I mean, this to me is, is a big prove-it game. I think we – y'all were kind of high on the Rams. I've been kind of high on the Bears. Um, I think these are two teams that really need a win here to show that they can do it against, you know, some more of the top talented teams. And so I think it should be interesting. I think both quarterbacks, too, definitely have their weaknesses. We've got strong defenses and strong other weapons, but, you know, which – which quarterback I think finishes and closes out the game, I think is going to be important here. So, so this game's going to be three to six at the end. All right. <laughs> I mean, the Bears have been kind of doing some good job of, of game management. They've been some low scoring games for the most part, which benefits them. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the score is going to look like. I think it's probably going to be closer to the 20 range. Um, do you have I'm still really? honestly going back and forth league. here. I think I'm probably going to end up going with Bears. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. I have Rams winning this, which yeah, might be which might be a shock, but no. I mean, it's true no. to your ranking, so uh, to your power ranking, so I like no it. No shot, Bears win this game. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if they can get the Jared Goff and they can not be fooled by the play action, then I think that there's a chance. Um, but golly, we'll see. I mean, I think that this will be a game worth watching, maybe. So, all right, I'm going to be talking about uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers playing at Tennessee. Um, according to our power rankings, this should be one of the absolute best games of the year. These are two top three or four teams, uh, the Steelers versus the Titans. I think that we have the Titans. Uh, I think we have the Titans at four. Um, uh, so man, this is, uh, this is going to be good. This is two very, very well-rounded teams. Okay. You've got, uh, you know, James Conner versus Derrick Henry. Uh, you've got, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith versus, you know, A.J. Brown, Jonu Smith, Ryan Tannehill, Big Ben. And then you've, both, you've got good defenses. I think that the only edge up that the Titans have on this team is Derrick Henry. But the good thing is that the Steelers are very, very good against 
anybody they want to be good against. So Devin Bush did get hurt though. Devin Bush did get hurt and that hurts it's because he's also a fast linebacker. So um yeah, that will be interested. I'll be interested to see how big of an influence Devin Bush has, but this is going to be a good game. Uh, friend of the show, Tyler Volk has been really riding my tail trying to say mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill is better than you think he is. He is underrated. And I'm so this is going to be a game. Say that they, yeah, he might squeak out a win here. Like everything I see says it should be like a phenomenal game and it's going to be close, but I'm seeing some stuff that's thinking that Ryan Tannehill squeaks this one out. Yeah. I really, really want to see this be a good game. I think it will be. I think both of these teams are very good. Ultimately I have Pittsburgh winning. Because I think in order to beat a team like the Titans, you have to be able to take away their number one option, and their number one option is Derrick Henry. Um, is there a chance that Derrick Henry takes one to the house? If Miles Sanders can do it, then Derrick Henry definitely can too. But I think that the Steelers know that Derrick Henry is the focal point of this offense, and their pressure and focus is going to be 100% on Derrick Henry. And I think that if you're going to lose this football game, it's going to have to be making Ryan Tannehill beat you in the air. Can he yeah. do it? That's going to be the big question. That's what I'm going to be looking for. Is there a chance that this game turns into the Pittsburgh versus the Browns or the Tennessee versus the Bills, where one team just destroys another team? Or you know are we all in agreement that this will be a good close game I think within be. a score or two? I think that there's always a chance because I think that if you do lock down Derrick Henry, there have been times where you Derrick Henry will rush the ball 27 times in a game and not break 50 yards. I mean, we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. So if they can really stop Derrick Henry and then Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback that half the world thinks he is and, he and you know, he's not efficient, he doesn't have high yardage totals and he throws interceptions, then uh, I think that this game could get out of hand very quickly. But a lot of people seem to disagree and think that Ryan Tannehill has really taken a step towards being a very, very good and efficient quarterback. So I think this they game did, is going to come down to Ryan Tannehill. just have a close game against the Texans, so – yeah. yeah, it does make you wonder. Yeah, they sure do, and I think this is going to be a really good game to And the to really Vikings. Show. I forgot the Vikings game was so close, too. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I'm. this is going to be one of my favorite games to watch, and uh, I know everybody's excited, too. John, wrap us up. What's your matchup? I have the Packers versus the Texans. Um, oh. I, I want to see – well, so the Texans, uh, I think, is kind of something to keep an eye on. Ever since they got rid of their coach, GM – um they they finally made the move we're all waiting for they've kind of turned things around i mean they beat the jags and then they took the titans to ot i think in which they they lost that game um spoiler alert but that it was 36 to 42 i think deshaun watson's been looking fantastic their game in the air has been looking incredible their defense isn't quite there i mean they gave up 14 to the jags which isn't huge, but I mean, it's also the Jags. So it's something to work on, but they all in all, I think they're looking on the up and up. I mean, this, this game will kind of show it. I'm curious to see how the Packers bounce back. Um, I know they've been stricken with injury all year. I'm curious to see if Aaron Rodgers, if that was the game, he kind of came out saying he's trying to prove himself and maybe that was the game. That was just too much for him. Maybe now he gives up because they got a new quarterback. They didn't do anything to help him in the draft. Maybe either that's the game he gives up or now he bounces back again. I think this is huge for the Packers as well, just to kind of see how they react. Um, I think this is another good team that they're going to come up against. Their teams before, we've mentioned it before, they've just played some garbage teams, which you can make the argument for for the Texans. But again, I think they're on the up and up. So I want to see a – are the Texans really on the up and up? And then B, um, how the Packers bounce back. I want to see how Aaron Rodgers bounces back. Who you got? Um, can they do it? I actually, let me check, because I've bounced it back and forth a couple times. Really? I think this is Packers and it's easy. Really? I See, I bounced it and I recently, I changed it to Packers, but I bounced it earlier today when I was looking into it. I had Texans mm. and then switched it, but I, I think have that'll be interesting. Right I think that'll be interesting, but I think Aaron Rodgers is going to make our defense look like a look like fools. So probably, but Deshaun's I think also if Aaron Rodgers is going to prove that he's worth anything. He got to get. He has to get. I think he has to. He has to turn around and play well. Yeah, there's no way they don't bounce back with a fury. So. I mean, I I really hope not. But <laughs> all right, well, offense is also there, so we'll see. Really quickly. 
any upsets that y'all are expecting. The only one that I actually have predicted is the Lions over the Falcons. I have Lions. I have yeah. Panthers over Saints. Panthers over Saints, okay. Cowgirls and Washington tie. That'd be upset. You've got the push. <laughs> I got the push. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be so Panthers. That would be Panthers and Saints is definitely a game that I, I need to take a second Saints. look at. But Michael Thomas should be back. I've heard that could Yeah, be but true. he's also coming off injury. So what is he actually coming back as? Well, he was ready to come back for the for the two weeks ago, but then they uh, disciplined him for some kind of – Christian uh, McCaffrey's also been ready to come back. For no, that's, that, that's not true. That's not true. I'll be excited to see. I think Michael Thomas is healthy. I think he's good to go. You start him. He's Michael Thomas. I have Panthers over the Saints. I, man, I have that's 49ers over the Patriots. Um, Patriots just haven't been looking good. I will say if the Panthers do win this game, good. I will not be surprised. Panthers are winning this game. I can tell you that right now. If the I, honestly, okay, hear me <laughs> out. If the Panthers win this game, Drew Brees retires this season. Ooh, Ooh good call. Does he do that? He's often injured Michael Thomas, though. He's Michael not. I mean, Thomas he's, hasn't been here. He's not going to retire like in the middle of the season, but he no, will. I'm re- saying, but like it, this is this is kind of a weird year because Michael Thomas has been hurt, so they haven't been playing the way that they should have been should have been this whole year yeah but i just don't know i mean if if they're not able to do getting up there i just don't i don't think that they've made progress in making their defense better their offense has always been fine it's their defense that's been the liability so if they don't make major ads to the defense in the offseason then i think drew Brees is done who Mm. who's the quarterback next year then looking like Jameis. You don't think they'll give it to Taysom? Oh, they promised Taysom. it. They promised it to Taysom, and then they went and got Jameis. It's going to be like it wouldn't be Taysom. He would just continue to be like a change of pace. Like he'd be like that high school guy again. Like yeah, high school quarterback that can run. Yeah. In high school, you just need a dual threat quarterback, and you're good. And that's Taysom. All right. Well, any other major upsets that we should be expecting before we get out of here? Major. The Panthers so. is the big one. I'm excited to see it because that's a pretty big split that they have on the line. That's plus a seven and a half. Split. So that's that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be fun. I could make you a lot of money in Vegas. Anyone so. have the Jets over the Bills? I was looking at that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <cute. you know. laughs> I was thinking I was like Adam Gase fired, maybe? I don't know. Do they even score? <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have Giants over the Eagles? Because that's a weirdly big split also. Uh, I did actually at first, but then I looked at it and I was like, ah, Carson Wentz is doing better. So. Nah, I went to the Eagles. <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, yeah. oh, the Giants. Oh, wait a the Giants could win this game pretty easily, like, though. I mean, it's going to go either the way. The split is four. I... It's, we'll see. The Giants are plus four and a half. I'm... Danny Dimes? Is he we'll even see. a dime at all? Like, mm. I think he was rushing this. I think, was so. this, I I think he's a poor man's Jameis Winston, and that's not a good title to have. No. So... All right, well, then let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us this week on the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. Check us out on social media, at BeWaterboys, on Twitter, where you can stay up to date, never miss a show. While you're at it, if you enjoyed the show, we'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes, or maybe just tell a friend. But we really want you to get involved in the polls on Twitter, okay? We can't stress it enough. Get on the Twitter polls. Oh, for sure. Retweet us, get involved, tell us, you know, segments that you want to see, uh, questions that you want us to ask. But most importantly, John, say it again one more time. Vote on on the polls, dude. My goodness. Okay. We're out of here. We'll see you all next time. (laughs) Bye. Go Bears. Bears.